So today on Vulnerable, I get to speak with Jax. She's an extremely popular content creator, as well as a songwriter. She has a number one song on the charts most recently called Victoria's Secret, which is causing an amazing body positive movement just with her songwriting. She's got 11 million supporters on TikTok. She is signed to Atlantic Records. She's doing big things and amazing things. And we talked to her about how her fans anchor her to her authenticity and truly open her up to embrace her fame. I'm Christy Carlson Romano, and this is The Vulnerable Podcast. How excited I am to have you here. Jax, like, I crush on you. You pop up all over. Likewise. <laughs> really? Oh, good. I've done, I'm some stalk- I've, I've done some stalking myself. So I'm like, oh, okay, I've seen this girl before. Like, okay. you've done some nice. like, pretty, pretty dope shit. Like, like some Nickelodeon <laughs> stuff? Or am I crazy? Or like acting No, stuff, you're right? not crazy. Or, okay. I mean, it's weird. I, I did Nickelodeon stuff back when I first started. But I think most sort of millennial folks know me from Kim Possible and yes I'm the voice of Kim and even Stevens what (laughs) you're Kim hey Jax what's the sitch (laughs) no no (laughs) so not the drama <laughs> I'm bugging out. I'm bugging out. This is like even cooler than having Doofenshmirtz here. <laughs> I love him. I Dan, him Dan Povenmire. Dan Povenmire. He's been yeah. on the podcast. Yes. <laughs> He's the best. But Actually, he was on my other podcast uh, with Will Friedle. I have this other podcast with Eric Matthews from Boy Meets World, mm-hmm. who uh, it's like an animation one, and he's Ron Stoppable. So we have like our little. I didn't even know that. That is so Kim crazy. Ron, I never right? like associated like the characters with human beings in my life until like older. <laughs> so and this that's is why awesome. we have that little podcast because it's it's and it's doing really well. Actually, iHeart uh, acquired that one. But this vulnerable to me is all about having sort of like a really great conversation with people that I love and respect, and like I know that they have journeys and. I mean, what's exciting about you, Jax, is that it's just so easy to root for you, man. <laughs> not if you're really mainly just kidding. Like, <laughs> like, like, I'm not a nice that. person. <laughs> I, I've gotten like really nice compliments like that on TikTok, and I'm like, gosh, if you guys can spend a day in the life, I'm very neurotic and like, yeah. I don't but know. that's <laughs> honestly, to be honest, with the way TikTok is, is it would probably only make everyone love you more because. It's just such an authentic community and you can be yourself and you can reveal parts of yourself through various ways of, you know, engaging in either music, dance, trends, visual stuff, editing stuff, like you name it. And I feel like TikTok will have your back. So yeah, that's the way I explain it to a lot of my friends too. Cause they're always like, no, like it's just not the app for me. And I was like, do you have a skill set? that you want to show off and they're like oh yeah like plenty of like well then it's the app for you because <laughs> there's like a place for every single human being on the app even if you don't have a skill set like it's just story time story time like anything that you're interested in it's yeah. it's it's truly a very community driven app that when people like you said like when people are like nervous about it like oh gosh I don't know if I should get into that I wonder if it's more or less people are just like they have time management issues right so like 
people get scared that like, I remember first not wanting to download TikTok because I was like, uh, like, what is that going to say? Yeah, (laughs) another app. Like, what is that going to say about me? Like, I don't know why it was such a, in retrospect, I'm kind of like embarrassed that I didn't start it sooner because it was like a community just waiting for you. Yeah. I mean, there's so many unique things about the app, like for for anybody who joins, like whether or not you're an artist or like it's, there's a big equal opportunity policy. And that's not to say that like, I don't have a little more of an opportunity now because of the following, but it's still really slight. Mm-hmm. everybody gets a certain chance in the feed, which is why like your first video is the most likely to do the best. Cause it's like clean slate, no algorithm, yeah. nothing is like learning anything yet. So it's like very catered to your average kid in their bedroom, just going on the app and in, I don't know, doing anything really. And if it, if it connects with the public, it'll be pushed into the feed harder and harder. So it is pretty, it's a pretty wild, like that doesn't exist anywhere else. So no, actually, YouTube, and I know, and I know you're you're doing great on YouTube. Again, so easy to root for you, man. Uh, honestly, I, I appreciate it, but I like YouTube shocked the crap out of me. I know that, like, so I've just been like really honestly posting just TikToks on YouTube. <laughs> like, I just keep We're, like on again, YouTube shorts. I can't manage it. Yeah, I'm short, so that's like every now and then I'll like put together a music video or a piece of long form content. I started YouTube about like a year and a half, two years deep into doing TikTok. And which was like, oh, wait, what are we doing? Like, we're not utilizing YouTube at all. Like, there's a bunch of kids that are A, aren't old enough for TikTok. And then there are people that are like, I'm too old for TikTok, you know? So, and those people exist on YouTube. I'm like, well, I have all this content on TikTok from like the last few years. Let's just put it up, you know, and see what happens. And then it it does like, I, I literally woke up one day with over like a million subscribers on there and didn't realize that that was the case. Somebody had a friend of mine had to tell me they were throwing a party, like a YouTuber friend, like that had been working at it for a while. It was like, I'm throwing a party for a million subscribers. Are you going to come? And I'm like, yeah, hell yeah. And I was like, wait, how many subscribers do I have on YouTube? And I like looked at it and I was like, oh my God. Yeah, well, that's crazy. Yeah. That's amazing, dude. It is really, really cool. Like that kind of Did they send you the plaque? Did you get a little plaque? No, no. And honestly, it's like, I don't get anything from like any of the apps. I don't like know how these kids get all this stuff. I... (laughs) Um, I have a plaque. I have a, first of all, I need to hook you up. YouTube needs to reach out to Jax. She deserves her damn plaque. Excuse my French, because I know we have child friendly. I'll be honest, <laughs> like, my, if I get a plaque, I my, my mom is gonna steal that shit from me so fast. I like I, I have this here, this award. I finally it got sent to secret. Fun fact: they don't actually like give it to you. Then yeah, there. they actually send it they to have you to in the like, mail. So it's like, a prop. Yeah, was that I, the iHeart one? Yeah, so oh. it was cool. I got to like win it, but they were like, "We'll send the like properly engraved one, like when we." They basically give you the empty one and then they engrave it after the fact. So. And then they engrave it. That makes sense. So, so that was no the iHeart Music Songwriter of the Year? Yeah, TikTok song? Songwriter yeah. of the Year. Yeah, TikTok. And I definitely not Music Songwriter of the Year, but somehow not yet. all of the most awesome like people on that lineup, like we won it. But I, I'm a fan of everybody. I like actually grew up with a few people on that lineup. So I was like, oh, this is really, really cool. Like it kind of feels full circle, like a lot of crew and kids I knew from New York 
But yeah. my mom is definitely going to get this. She is. There's no way she. She's on her way. She's going to be here in an hour from. Oh, she's about to pick that up right now from you. Your award. Yeah. Well, I mean, they. They. My parents had like a revelation. My mom was a middle school teacher, and uh-huh. dad was a firefighter, 9/11 first responder. Yes. So when he retired, he retired way long ago, and was basically dadager for me and driving me everywhere when I was a kid to do music. But my mom yeah. just recently retired. She was a middle school teacher in Brooklyn. And wow. she was like, why are we living in New Jersey? I don't want to do this anymore. So she basically, they both sold the house the yeah. week she retired, bought an Airstream with the money and are like living in a trailer right now. And I'm like this, who are you guys? I don't even know this yes. side of you. They're re-honeymooning and doing the whole thing, partying around oh, the country. And they have finally made their way from New York to LA and that is in one hour. So they are definitely Oh my not gosh, okay, well we have, to, we have to get it going. Like speaking no, of family no, and- <laughs> <laughs> Wait, maybe I can meet them. I oh yeah, probably. She- I mean, they're probably gonna text and be like, we're here. So I'll let you know if they're here. I'll, I'll send them in. Honestly, it's so, it's so nice when you can see like a creator, an artist who has like a good relationship with their parents like and as much as there are growing pains yeah. as we are artists and yes. i'm sure there are things <laughs> i was gonna say it's not perfect <laughs> but, I mean, <laughs> but i do i did get yeah. lucky with i mean at least the luckiest part about that it's not even my relationship with them it's the which is great because i i have a great support system yeah. we didn't necessarily come from money but they always believed in me enough to you know be in the hole so yeah, they would have put taken out a second mortgage on the house to make it happen for me. But it's more so that I got to watch the two of them, which inspired like like my father and stuff like that. But the two of them have this epic romance, this weird, dysfunctional, quirky, funny, overly affectionate and sexual <laughs> romance oh, that I'm I like, that. I I can't. I used to think it was so gross, and then when I got older. Like, wait, I want that. This is all I want. So they are definitely, it's cool to watch as I get older, thinking like, oh my God, how lucky was I that I got to grow up with this right in my face. I never appreciated it until now. So it's cool. It's cool to see them. They get to see That's good to hear. (laughs) Yeah. So your parents are like, they're goals. They're 100% goals. They are literal goals. Like they're not, they're nowhere near perfect, but I don't think anyone Right, but that's what makes them real, you know? They're so real. (laughs) That's so cool. I'm yeah. glad to know that. Honestly, my husband and I were producing partners. So it's like we're always next to each other. We're always so close. And sometimes, you know, a lot of times when I travel or something, he'll come with me. So the kids see us sort of as this like team. Mm-hmm. And wait, the kids? We still work really well together. Wait, you have children? Yes, I have two little girls. <laughs> Kim Possible has little Kim Possibles. I have two baby girls. Yeah, Sophia and Isabella. Did you ever dress them up like Kim Possible for Halloween? Ooh, let's see. Not yet, because I have this like strange. I know, I know I need to. You're right, I need to. I might do that this year. If Jax, if you're telling me to do it, I might do it. Do it or like somebody is like the mole rat and like <laughs> that would Wait, be so, so Jax, cute. I want to also ask you, I want to ask you about me. That's the worst please, podcast host please, ever. But no, it. but for real, did you ever see Even Stevens then too? Yeah, I did as a, growing up. I was kind of young though, too young to really yeah, like, appreciate 20, it. But yeah, of course. Yeah. I, of course, yeah. Because a lot of them were in reruns. So it's like, I never yeah. know like who knows from what. I do end. know. It was my like Malcolm in the Middle era. 
Like I remember oh, even yes. Stevens and Malcolm in the Middle were like very similar shows to be mm-hmm. honest. Like with the yeah. whole Shia like scruffy brother thing. Mm-hmm. I remember Frankie Muniz and Shia were like Yeah. <laughs> like head to head. Whoa. They did not like each other. <laughs> That's some tea right there. I actually remember like as a in my band as a kid, like I had opened up for Frankie Muniz's band. He had like a band called <gasps> That's Right. Up. He's like he's a musician. We need to talk yeah. about your beginnings, please. So <laughs> you're in New Jersey. What? Like, please tell me, tell me all the things. So I, we kind of split the difference. Like my, like I, my whole family is from Brooklyn. So I spent a lot of my childhood in Brooklyn. We have this like right over the bridge in Long Island. So it's like Queens Bridge, Atlantic Beach. So by JFK, there's another house. It's like a little beach, beach shack. Uh And we, I spent most of my childhood in that house. And then eventually my family migrated over to Jersey and Mm -hmm. That I spent some time back and forth, like to the city in Jersey. It's hard. It's hard in Jersey. Like there's not much going on music wise. There's some really cool people that come out of Jersey, but I think for working, like actually doing the hustle, it mostly was in the city. So yeah, it's a lot of back and forth until the point where New York was not really the place to be for songwriting. And there's mm. a lot of nonsense in between all that. But long story short, I'm here now. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, a hundred percent nonsense. There's so much nonsense in the music business that it's amazing <laughs> what you've been able to harness in terms of authentic, like genuine connection to your fans in a day and age where like signed, large, stadium filling kinds of like singers are told, look, we're not even going to release your music until you go on TikTok and do what Jax is able to do. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I don't know about that. To be honest with you, <laughs> I'm kind of, I'm a little, it's not as like strategic with my record label as you like even really think. I think I'm I'm kind of rogue and I, the kind of artist that when I have an idea, I just like have to put it out there and see if people like it and see. If they, are they cool with that? At yeah. Atl- they're all cool yeah. with that Atlantic? That's yeah, yeah, they are. I think the tricky thing in all the corporate side of things is like how to move as quickly as content moves, you know, and how to like kind of adapt to the new age of media. So it's like, we lo- I love to ultimately with them and everybody else be in a, in a place where, you know, we're like almost prepared for the post, you know, like we just, mm-hmm. I- I'm just kind of moving a million miles an hour in between writing them. TikToking and doing goofy stuff in here and having like collaboration and stuff. So it's just a lot of ones. And I think, well, I think like my biggest fear was I'm not an influencer or a comedian by any means. So when I, when Mm -hmm. Stacey's mom happened, I was like the first one to go. I, I, well, in my head, I was like, okay, we have to keep this moving. Finally, people are listening. They're like all these views and followers happened from my original songs leading up to it. I'm like, ah, ah was posting and I realized, oh, we hit this like weird little gold mine with, I can, can I can do this consistently because every song could be done from another person's perspective in the story, you know, depending yes. on how creative you want to get. So it could just be kind of endless, but I'm also like, that's really not what I do. Yes, <laughs> so I'm like, exactly. my, 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 <laughs> please, please, TikTok gods, like, I hope that people listen to my actual music and then ultimately posted Ring Pop and that's where it started, where I kind of sandwiched a little bit of both. So the, the goofy side of it is part of me feeling like a guilt of having the platform. And I really do want to make sure I share it with the right people, especially kids. Cause I have a lot of kids yeah. in here and I'm a little like maternal right now and hormonal. So I've been having 
young kids in here while I don't have the time to have kids. <laughs> but <laughs> I am also like... There is ex- no rush for that, Jax. I promise you. It is... So much for the biological rush. (laughs) Okay, I got you. I got you. I got you. I feel you. You do, but it's getting older and older every year, Mm -hmm. right? I get that. It is. That's true. And like, it's it's exciting to see you growing the way that you have. I mean, what is it? What does it feel like to be sort of like working as hard as you have worked? in this industry to then finally, like you said, find the weird little gold mine that got you that visibility. What happened? Did you end up getting signed from that or? Yeah, no, I guess. What's it been like? I guess like there was probably like the people on the corporate side and even the agencies and everything, I guess they kind of keep an eye out when they scout, they keep an eye out for, all right, this is cool. It's obviously like a singer. And she's writing funny things, but like, let's see how the the actual music does when she goes there, you know, okay. and then they, I guess they keep an eye out for that. So that uh, probably was, I can't, I wasn't behind the scenes, but I'm sure that that, cause that's when everything started happening really, really quickly. But one very cool thing I'll say, it's rare that you go from songwriter as a ghostwriter in the songwriting community, the dirty yep. hustle of the songwriting community out here. It's oh. very oversaturated. It's competitive. A lot of people are being taken advantage of all the time, Dude. And including myself. So I, I went through sure. three years and years and years. And to the point of I was just working for side hustles because it's just it was not even a job that could even buy me groceries. Like it was. Yeah. And it was the only way to pay the bills. So I was in the studio every basically will write, I don't know, 30 songs a month. Wow. And then hope that one sticks in some way, whether that's a commercial sink or like a Love Island sink or, you know, or somebody like uh, an artist cuts your song or, you know, you get a Justin Bieber cut or something like that. And that would pay the bills for the next few weeks, you know, so. Oh, wow. Not even like the well, year. In, in like pu- if you got a publishing, it's really, well, that's kind of what I'm saying is like, there are a lot of, oh, gosh, I don't know how to say this without pissing people off, but it really is like really corrupt in a sense that like the songwriter is the bottom of the totem pole when it comes to the money. So now I get to be in a position where I have like gone back to my artist project from songwriter and, and, and done this thing where I have a little bit more leverage now when it comes to my music in paying songwriters. So I'm like, normally it's just that, you know, some, most of the time it's an artist that hasn't been in those shoes even if they're like, you know, some, a random thing to blow up on TikTok or something, they don't even know how corrupt it is. I was fortunate enough to be that broke <laughs> and feel that. <laughs> so now that I have the budget to tap into and I can allocate like different funds coming out of my pocket, I'm like, oh, great. Well, the first thing we're going to do is give everybody a day fee, you know, like right. since they've been writing double sessions, two songs a day, not getting paid for three years, probably like let's throw them, right. you know, a thousand bucks for the day, you know, or something like that yeah. on top of the publishing yeah. and all that stuff. So that is one wow. great thing where it, it, I'm, I feel really powerful in that. Like, cause I'm, I've, I've known all my friends and that whole world of songwriter out here, that good, good, talented people and getting completely destroyed on the financial Dude, side. So let's talk about Christina Milian. Like writing so much music. Yeah, not yet. Cara Diaguardi. Yeah. Cara Diaguardi, right? <laughs> yeah. Like who are who are your inspirations? I mean, you know, there are some really amazing yeah. female songwriters out there. And and of course male, I, but like who who's your community? 
the matrix on the male side i love i love ryan tender i love ed sheeran that's like my top two but on the, on the female side the female artist slash songwriter side it's gotta yeah. be like julia michaels and sia and then people that i love on the on a personal side i love bonnie mckee i've been like that is where i've been able to this year write with people i literally grew up fangirling over i love kara kara actually doesn't even realize as a kid i when i was over at bmi she gave me the critique that first of all like i was shaking so nervous but the critique of a lifetime what was it it was that so when you're young sometimes i i would write I would start a chorus being like, she never knew the difference or whatever it was. And then you go yeah. to the chorus and be like, and now I know, you know, whatever. And I, <laughs> and I realized that I started the whole song from like the third person and then went into first person. And to yeah. me, it made total sense. But to your average listener, that sounds like two people in one song. <laughs> so she taught me that. And that was a huge, huge asset for me. Because I, like, from that point on, never did it again. And, sim- and oversimplified and got and, and really crunched it down into something smaller. So it's like, right, it's like when you go to college and they, like, teach you how to write less and smarter, you know, instead of yes. so much, you know. Work smarter, not harder. Work kind smarter, of thing. not harder. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That is a critique I can absolutely see Cara Diagordi giving. Yeah, she's a genius. Dude, so I had a development deal. This was back when, like, Hilary Duff was given a deal from Hollywood Records. And, you know, basically all the Disney kids were getting signed and all this stuff. So for me, though, what I was trying to understand, because I had, like, a Broadway background, was, like, I was like, okay, what am I doing? I want to be, like, Sheryl Crow. I want to, but... I was thrusted into a lot of different songwriting rooms Yeah, with a lot of interesting people, Kara being one of them. I ended mm-hmm. up getting sort of a development deal with Kara and we produced a really great song with Marty Fredrickson of like Aerosmith and stuff. And we did this really killer kind of like rock kind of Aerosmith-y. It was dope. It was like, it was called Even a Hero and it was all about like being a role model and like it, it felt very Jacksonian, Jacksonian. I want to say. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. This is a new. This is, is a new it term. Like, is it like the anti-hero? Like I don't even know the song, but yeah. I will. Is it basically like even a hero has their like bad, a bad days? day? Yeah, dude, that's the chorus, and you didn't even know the song. Yes, that was it. I have to. Jax, you can <laughs> feel free. Feel free to take this song. I want to send it to you. I wrote it with Kara. <laughs> It was produced. It was dope. It never saw the light of day. Can but, I say, I don't know if I can say bitch on this chat right now, but I like, I swear, I literally, on this chat, we'll but I, I swear, like, I, it's so funny you say that because now I'm like avoiding, I'm scared of being this like self-proclaimed protagonist or like main character pick me thing. So I'm like, I have this sweatshirt that my friend got me and it's actually, it started as a joke. It was like a designer brand and she would wear a lot and says world impact and I would like steal it from her. And I now and it was so comfy and actually really good material. I started wearing it everywhere, and then I realized, yeah, how, like my boyfriend's like, why do you have a shirt that says "World"? Impact? Just throw on some Supreme, you pretentious bitch. Like, <laughs> stop looking. You don't realize how douchey that looks now because you're like it's doing a movement at the time, and I'm like, crap, you're right. I can't walk around with a. You got to turn impact. it inside out. That's how I feel about my Los sure. Angeles shirt. <laughs> I have a Los Angeles shirt, like one of those ones that everyone's buying from. Is Amazon. it like this one, like? 
Yeah, it's the one that goes like this, Los Angeles. Okay. No, it's oh, not that one. Oh, it's not that blue. cool. It's the more blue? basic. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. like tan. It's the tan one with Great. the black thing. <laughs> and and I turn it inside out now because it's like, you know, so basic. And I live in Texas and nobody oh. likes Californians here. So I live in Austin. <gasps> I love it over there. I thought about moving yeah, wait, there. Wait, Jax, if you're here, because this is supposedly the, the, the you know, the top live music place. Yeah, South By, South by is in Texas. South By, right? yeah, ACL. Okay. Yeah. I would, lo- I would die to see you at ACL, Jax. I have, co- I have cousins near San Antonio, so I gotta go. Oh, home. yeah, that's super close. People yeah. don't realize you hear Texas and you're like, oh, my God, everything's so spread out. But, like, San Antonio, Austin, Dallas, even Houston, it's, like, kind of all within, like, a couple hour yeah, take and Austin, Austin yeah. is like, it just really popped off this year <laughs> or the past two yeah, years. Yeah, really. I mean, the good and the bad, you know, where it's like you see a place go from like sweet, keep Austin weird, you know, Matthew McConaughey place to yeah. becoming a, it's like a tech bubble right now. So like I'm praying oh. for Austin to kind of keep itself it's, kind it's of understanding that suits. it's a fine line. Yeah, it's yeah, corporate. really though, it's a fine line. <laughs> Okay. Where they're, you know, but it's a cool place to live, and and it, it, I would love to show you around, regardless. But okay, I'll be there. <laughs> so your parents are coming. Obviously, it's great to see them. How are you dealing with this concept of success? Like, what does success mean to you? And do you feel like you've hit a really good flow for everything that you've seen and all the work that you've put in? Like, are you are you have you hit most of your goals now? I, this is a really hard question because I actually don't get it often and it's a constant conversation before I go to bed. Mm-hmm. No, uh, no, the answer is no. I'm not, not no, yeah. I haven't hit my goals. I'm saying no, I, I'm not dealing with it well. I'm like trying to process it differently every single day. Okay. A, a thing I'm running into that's like kind of rocking my world and rocking my spirituality and making me kind of overthink everything is like, you know, if you would have told me at 15, that this week happened, right? Like in 2022, this is the week that's going to happen for you. You're going to have something go viral. It's going to be number one. You're going to hit billboard. It's going to go on the radio, all these things, right? And it's like, oh, yeah. literally the dream, right? So the followers and this and that, and like the more it goes, the less I I feel like connected to those goals. Like okay. it's it's more like, the things that have really made me emotional and feel like I've done something right and something good is like when I get to see like young girls in person or people come up to me and they tell me their stories or the stories that when they DM me really individual scenarios, but it doesn't, it never really feels like how you thought it would feel because your priorities start to shift a little bit. Like I was like, you know, honestly, I could just you know call it a day, start a family now. And I'm totally cool with that. And we did a good thing maybe with this, with the body positivity and, like ex- oh, you and, did, yeah. and passing it on to the next generation that feels really good but there's also the side of things where like the the internet will just decide what you are you know and like they'll just decide hey like this is she is our the girl that's the face of this and i am like please god no oh god like you don't even understand <laughs> of course, how i'm right? looking in the mirror and i'm not there trust me i'm not the <laughs> okay. face but i can okay i can rhyme things really well and i can make a really good <laughs> pun and, and, a, and a melody and, and turn it into a song for you guys to sing and plant that seed for you guys. But I'm, I'm definitely having a, I'm having a really hard time processing it, especially since the bulk of it, as far as the followers and the numbers go, it happened during the pandemic. So I never actually got to 
go on tour or meet anybody. So it just was like sure. a refreshing it didn't feel like mm-hmm. it, it, it's hard to, I mean, you can't picture 11 million people. It's impossible, right? You can't even picture yeah. that in one setting. The most right. you could picture is like an arena of what, like 30,000 people maybe. And even that's hard to picture faces to people because you can't see. It's like, right. it's a weird thing when you know there's humans behind every account. You know, except for yeah. like whatever, well, bo- whatever bots most like are appearing on my page. <laughs> Dude, that's so funny because I can see bots like on my page. It's like, I'm not buying these. Like no one is. Yeah. So you're like very it's protective just... over that. Right. So like, get off, yeah. dude. Like, get out of here. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know how that happens. Yeah. Back to the point. It's, I go through waves of, <laughs> I go through waves of real pure excitement when I'm talking to my mom and I cry and I'll sometimes wake up and just cry about it for an hour. And then I go Good. through some darker waves, some like lower points where I, I, I'm trying, I question my own authenticity. A lot of, it's a lot of content. Sure. It's a lot of content. Yeah. A lot of. Do you write music like when you're in those places? I will say what is your go-to the last, uh, no, my go-to is just talk it out with my dad, but like uh, my, and, and cry it out a little bit and, you know, sometimes go through scripture. I don't even really know where I am right now, but I go through some old philosophy quotes. I'll sit there. It's like, I know I'm not the first to go through it, but I was back to what we were saying before. I'm fortunate enough that like I've had pretty bad heartbreaks and experiences in this industry where it got yeah. me to this point. Like if I would have gotten what I asked for, even five years ago, 10 years ago, like if I would have just like gotten this, then I would have been just the world's shittiest human being. I don't, don't think I would have processed it normally. I would have put my, I would have false well, it's everywhere. Yeah. It's not, yeah. it's a false sense of reality and it is true. Friendships yeah. and relationships and Hollywood and all of it's just like, it's very strange, this industry. So I think, yeah, if, even stranger than what you ever thought it would be. That's so interesting. And it keeps you know what getting I, weirder. So I'm like, I can only imagine. Yeah, the, I'm like, like, yeah, this you, is weird. <laughs> you've had an amazing, I want to say even amazing, like, couple weeks where, mm-hmm. like, is it that, are you a number two? Are you number two? Forgive my ignorance. I heard you were number two right now on the pop charts with Victoria's Secret. I don't know. I don't know exactly anymore, but because I kind of I stopped working it. I, I, I honestly just was so stoked to reach that goal. I hit number one overall for about a week. And then everyone started dropping things and I was like, okay, I'm not even gonna bother anymore. Beyonce. Oh, you mean Beyonce? The Beyonce. Beyonce. Beyonce You go, you go, you take it. (laughs) That's not mine. (laughs) Yeah. But it is cool. Like all these, all the billboard stuff is nuts and Wow. radio is just like happening organically right now so i think we'll yeah see, i mean we'll just see where radio's lucky to have you whereas it's <laughs> like tiktok is new the new radio it's uh, it's the weirdest thing to see i will say how um, cool that tiktok just uh, partnered with ticketmaster oh that's cool that's so cool because it's like cool. for me i mean that's my biggest platform so and I, and I never would know how to get people to like leave the app and go to ticketmaster and find where i'm playing but if i could just like yeah. put it there and people want yes. to come see and it's right there. Like, oh my gosh, that's awesome. That's like all the people so, I want to meet from the pandemic, like right there. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> you know? So it's all aggregating. So for you as the artist, TikTok is providing you not only like a platform to engage and build mm-hmm. like your Friends. career, but like, or you started to get known within the TikTok community for those, the cute, fun stuff that you said you were doing. You're like, this isn't who I am. Yeah, perspectives. But, so, <laughs> but it's how people love you it's how people root for you and fall in love with you and then the loyalty that you know with so much options of every type of tv show every type of music you know how many of us are going to the 
Tower Records and picking up a CD and listening it from front to back and buying the merch <laughs> and like, you know, there I don't know. I don't know how many people are doing that for multiple people, but when they love you and they root for you because they know you in unique ways. I think another to speak to that TikTok community, no matter what the future of TikTok holds, and I hope it's all positive because I'm, mm-hmm. I, I too have it. found my voice there. Yeah, and, and I love I it as a user. Like I spend six hours a day on the app. It's actually disgusting. I like can't get off. Yeah, it. it's bad, right? I, I had to set up a, an account, accountability for myself. To like, you? Yeah, no, I, yeah. six Did hours. You? That's like longer than I sleep. Like, I, <laughs> Girl, I get it. I'm on it probably about two hours, two maybe more if I'm like, you know, posting and editing and stuff. It's like, I, I hope it's though hard. that it, it, it continues to do its thing. Do you do lives? Not enough. Um, I have okay. fun when I do them. I just feel kind of like sociopathic when I'm doing them because I'm like, there's no one actually You're like, look back. at me. Well, I'm like just talking <laughs> to, I guess, just comments essentially, like live comments. So I, they are, they are there, but it's like, I can't hear them. So it, it just feels weird. I feel like I don't know. If you were listening on the outside, you'd be like, what? <laughs> right. I feel you, though. No, honestly, like, I, I feel you in a lot of ways, Jax. And, I'm, and, and again, like, wow, I'm rooting for you because I was dissociative because I was a child actor. Yeah. And then I came up and then I was a normal person. Prior to MySpace, I went to college. Like, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, then I became a mom. And I get back into like doing content creation and it's like this whole new thing for me of trying to reestablish myself as a brand, killing being it. known for something from before. You know what I mean? Like, so- You're killing it. Oh, thank you. I, I'm conservatively crazy. growing and I'm and I'm proud of hey, it. No, but like you wear a lot of hats and you wore a lot of shoes. Like you literally wanted to do all of it and experience every, every aspect of life. So that's, and still full circle, you're a natural entertainer. You're naturally here to like share your voice and your story and stuff like that. And then you also have a legacy, bro. You have kids. Like what? Yes. Daughters? Yes. Like, are you kidding? That them. is like, I'm so jealous. I am oh, so man. in that zone right now where I like, I'm at this like, point, I'm sniffing this for you. I'm like sniffing like, like you want to be a mama. That's amazing. So girl. badly. So bad. I mean, I, I was one of those kids that like I hit puberty and immediately wanted babies like my body okay not, my, not even my mind I was like ah but my body was like oh give me the baby yeah <laughs> I love okay babies. I'm giving you the mama the mama vibes there um thank you <laughs> so, <laughs> my um my, what was really touching to me with what you said too about how like this has been sort of anxiety inducing and there's been a lot of like nuances that have happened to your daily life and Mm -hmm. and and what's what it sounded to me was like what you said was that what's anchoring you is engaging with those young fans those young people that you're seeing yourself in yeah and i really honestly i can relate to that like as the voice of impossible whatever if i do a comic-con or something and a little girl comes up because her mom watched the show I can't tell you like how gratifying, but, but, but when we say anchoring, like I feel that for you yeah. because it's what's keeping you going in some The respects, only thing right? that actually matters and you don't really get to see it in person often, as often as you yeah. see, you almost like start to feel this like imposter syndrome, like kind of guilt yeah. just from seeing the boom, 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 the love, 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 like as I appreciate, I know there are real people behind here, but I can't actually connect with them right now. And I feel like I would love to just sit and answer every single message. I do my best. Like I try to answer almost everything. Like I'll sit up all night, but at a certain yeah. point, you know, that it's just not possible. So that I, I have really, like I, there was a moment the other day, there was a girl I met who she was like telling me how insecure she was about her unibrow. And I was a 
psycho about my unibrow when I was a kid. I was so, so, so hairy. They called me Gorilla Girl when I was in elementary school. It wrecked me. My mom was like eventually kind of just forced to be like, okay, I guess I'll, well, you can start getting waxed if you want, if you're really, really hurting you. I don't yeah. not like that because you didn't even hit puberty yet, but okay, you know, yeah. like, yeah, but it was devastating for me. And I just looked at this girl and I was like, oh my God, she's so beautiful. And like, yeah, I was like, you girl, you know, like now I'm at an age where I did the same thing as you. And I like yeah. ripped apart my body, all of my features, my mustache, my unibrow, my body fat and everything, my yeah. boobs. And it turns out all the things that I was told were wrong not only actually fashion-wise came back, like I want my eyebrow hair back, but I can't um, get yeah. it because I overuse like, it. And I've I been growing my eyebrow hair out. <laughs> I am, I'm like, listen to me. I'm using things now to get my eyebrows back to the way they were, like products. And like, you are beautiful. Like, I'm so glad yeah. that this helped you because I, girl, I have the exact same childhood as you. Like, that was it. Yeah. Like, so that That's those amazing. kind of moments for me are so full circle and it's the only reason I'm doing it at this point now I could just I feel as far as the goals go I feel just like I'm good everything good everything that is after this is just like icing on the cake this is just like oh but are you gonna go on tour this fall are we gonna get to see I don't I don't know about this fall I know there has been some noise about it like I'm just not in charge of it at this point but um okay Oh, I mean, hopefully it's, that's my favorite part of it. That's like the most fun part. I love Yeah, I want to see you so bad. <laughs> I know. So like, I hey, see you. <laughs> who would you want to, I know, right? Who would you want to open for? Who would you like open for, you think? Ed Sheeran? I, I want to play for the Jonas Brothers. Yes. <laughs> Bring it back, early 2000s, like, or maybe yes, mid-2000s. Yes, at Joe Jonas. Oh, at Joe yes. Jonas. I've been talking to their, <laughs> their team a little bit because like a little like back and forth with Frankie on TikTok, but also... Cause that's what I grew up listening to in the middle, in the midst of all the warp tour stuff, like all of the, yeah. the all time low and boys like girls and blink and everybody like yep. I was Joe bro was like the Disney part of it. Right. Of course. Demi, with their promise know. rings. Oh, yes. with the promise rings <laughs> and the, and all of the camp rock and everything. And I'm like, yes. I would just love, cause I love how like they came in so, so hot when they're with the Joe bros got back together. They all did their own thing. And then, came yeah. back and the music is so kick-ass. I'm like, I just feel like we have a super similar crowd. I can feel that. And I was like, this makes a lot of sense to me. I feel like I would just have a blast on tour with the Jones Brothers. And also I could be like, hey, young Jax, call, call. Guess what? <laughs> You're on tour with the Jones Brothers. That's so crazy. <laughs> You'd have to like look in the mirror and just yeah, freak like, out on a daily are basis. Are you in there, little Jax? Because uh, <laughs> are you hearing this? <laughs> Literally. I can't wait. Like I would like to just say call my... My mom and be like, you remember we talked about this for my whole life? Uh, it's happening. <laughs> That's amazing. I, I would love that to happen. Okay, let's tag I them. Think, let's tag them. In yeah, these, at Joe Jonas, at, guys. Jax. At Jonas Brothers. This is that. I, people ask me what my dream tour is, and I will tell you it is with the Jonas Brothers. That is my number one. <laughs> Got it done. We have to make this viral for Jack. Okay, great. And give it to her. <laughs> <laughs> well, this, is, this has been so awesome. And I mean... I'm I'm just really proud of you. I really hope that things continue to kind of move in a direction that stays authentic for you. And like, what do you what do you think you would give in terms of like advice to people who are coming up as songwriters? I would say shift the lens. If there's any like little thing in your head saying like, if you do something that you don't want to do, it's considered selling out. 
I would say maybe open your mind a little bit and shift the lens to like, there really is no such thing as selling off. You want people to like kind of know you 100% all full shameless you like be authentic in it, but it doesn't have to, you don't have to like copy anybody else's thing. You could just do completely your own thing and let it flop for a while. It's no, like there is no shame and just like no one seeing anything. I went an entire year on TikTok, clueless, making horrible content and just like putting my singing into a camera, right? Putting original songs and, and covers or whatever, just so like maybe to make, just to break through in new media and we kind of just have to adjust. So I would say, A, don't be afraid to adjust, but make it your own to like new media. Yeah. Because why not, right? Like, yeah. Everybody, everything was new media at some point. Facebook users were coming from MySpace and then, and then the Instagram users were coming from Facebook and then, you know, like it's just all Snapchat was coming from Instagram. It was just, it, it's all a corporate mess, but if you can make it your own and have your little like place in a new app, go for it. And I, and I do not get discouraged because I will definitely say the reason my, not necessarily views, but my following grew so quickly. And so like overnight, was because it wasn't really overnight. It was uh-huh. when people, when one video broke through the noise, finally it threw enough at the wall and something stuck. Like one video broke through. When you clicked my page, it was consistently other singing videos. So yeah. people followed. So like, because they're like, oh, well, she's going to keep posting songs. So I'm just going to follow this so I can see it, right? Yeah. Like, instead yeah. of instead of waiting for it and, and deleting until one thing goes viral, if you have no other content, nothing to show for it, like beforehand, and one thing goes viral, no one's gonna like come back because they don't they don't right. even know who you are at this point. So there's the waterfall effect. The, put yourself the, the out there, hole. put your art out there, not just musicians, all artists, just throw it up, be yourself in it, right? And f- I'm I'm telling you, I'm so happy that I'm finally in a place where I'm wearing a t-shirt right now. Like I went, I went a lifetime in music being told with people whispering in my ear that I needed to cut 10 pounds, be sexier, do this, oh, write, write dumber, you know, like, yeah, like, I, I don't, feel you. I, I'm fine. I, this is do you, if you know it and you believe you got something that's worth investing in people coming in to like be on a team or whatever, worth the follow, just freaking do it, do it for a long time. Flop, flop hard. That is my, but advice. like do flop you. for a while. Yeah. As long as yeah. you're doing you keep flopping. <laughs> it'll work at I some love point that. No, that, <laughs> that's excellent advice excellent it's the truth it is the truth that i talk to my friends a lot about it like even successful friends that like i have idolized you know natasha yeah. beddingfield is like still navigating the app she doesn't really know how, how to use it and i love her you know she obviously yeah i've seen her posts i've yeah. seen her posts she's killing yeah, it now i'd yeah. like to we took a lot of like let's figure this out together let's do videos nice. let's like what can we how can we feature what you want to be right now in your life and yeah. I was like, I can't believe I'm helping Natasha Bedingfield <laughs> with this app. Was it app? Dude, like it's here? so funny. Like, sorry, I'm not, I know you're, we have to wrap up at some point, but there was. A oh point. no, we're good. We're I good. didn't tell. I never even told her this, but like, at like in the beginning of TikTok, when I came back from New York in the pandemic, we uh, we were living in a one bedroom apartment, 700 square feet, maybe not even. Um, yeah no central air so like every and and the piano was right by the air conditioning so like the unit so we have to turn it off every time we did a tiktok because you all you hear was right in a tiktok yeah so i'd be in like 110 degrees in this apartment we'd be dripping sweat just to get the 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 right take right yeah 
And Natasha came over. I was so embarrassed. The, the, the unit, the complex looks like a motel. We're in a Tommy's Burgers parking lot, right? So at this point, <laughs> and I remember like just telling her, oh yeah, so maybe we can do a funny, I'm like talking to her about, and I look to my left and on the white wall is like a giant roach, right? And oh. I like see it crawling across the wall. And I'm, she, I see sweat dripping down her face and mine. I'm like, oh. And she like goes to turn around. I'm like, no, oh, actually, like just kind of dial in here. Like, you don't even go there. Like, I'm like, fine. Oh, and there's a harmony. <laughs> Yo, what if we try this? Come over here. Like, I literally distracted her from seeing this giant roach on my wall because we, oh, we could not avoid them in a burger's parking lot. Yeah, so that's like, true. That makes sense. Everywhere. And it's hot. So, you know, I get Whatever. it. New York prepared me for that part. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Songwriting can be a little isolating at times and a little competitive, especially mm-hmm. when you start working in a uh, in a, like the contract space. I think. Yeah, I mean, there was an, uh, there was a point where I intentionally, if I knew I was in a session without even knowing the girl, like if I knew I was in a session with another female, especially if they were the artist too, I'm yeah. like ne- I'm accidentally sometimes overbearing, like and a little like alpha. Basically, like, yeah. very, like, okay, we should try this, we should try this, just all over the place, right? What about this? Yeah, no, 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 yeah. give me out this, you know? And I yeah. and I realized that that could be taken the wrong way. It could, be, it could in, induce a very competitive energy in the room. So I started for a while, actually, just, like, looking like shit. Like, li- like going into these sessions, don't shit. I'd let my mustache grow out. I would just, like, not even, like, shower. I would just, like, yeah. put on a T-shirt, no bra, sweatpants, just, like slides and like look like shit bring snacks for everybody and then just like so it was just guaranteeing there was just please we're not gonna i don't want to compete with anyone i am all over yeah. here like in right, my right, lazy right, bum outfit you. and i'm here to like nurture you and your project kind of thing so just i feel like, you because it's That's so kind of natural similar to like billy eilish right like i feel like billy kind of did a similar well not in terms of songwriting but it it does feel like when when I when I watched a doc on her and her brother and stuff and how she was so frustrated and journaling about like all of her stuff she was struggling with I feel like I remember that and how she was like originally coming out wearing what she needed to wear so that people would focus on her music and stuff yeah kind of like that like just kind of dialing on the writing and not like let's not do the like female competitive thing I don't want to do it. It's bad. I love it's that. It's bad for the movement. <laughs> like so bad. Don't yeah. get, don't take I hate we start down. to eat our own because I'm like, guys, come on. The second we stop competing and stop being like talking about each other and and being weird, like this, that's the second we take over the world. <laughs> well, and ironically, like yeah. the guys in the music industry, especially the ones in charge, tend to be they'll play on it. Little, yeah, they'll they totally to play on it. Like I've seen yeah. men try to like chess piece girls against each other in the business yeah. just so they can like make sure that they stay in power while we fight 100 you know like that's 100 that's like everywhere you know it's not, not for you not no. for you damn it well, and i, just I, I, I moved really... away and i don't have that many friends but well, here we are i have my dog and we live in the valley so exactly live in the valley as far as you possibly can but with ac and yes, please, Central. we're going to make sure that we cut that part up, okay? And I'm going to okay. put it, and we're going to do the Jonas Brothers, and we're going to tag it, and you will be opening for them in no time. <laughs> Just because of it. If I get that slot, I am, you, girl, you bet, bet your ass. I, I got a free ticket. I am buying you a dinner. <laughs> oh, man, that would be, be so sick. cool. Yeah, that would be so cool. You have to come. They say, <laughs> that, yeah, I mean, like, they say not to meet your heroes, but I feel like I've met one today. Oh, and well, likewise, I'm, you're literally 
dun, 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 dun. There's actually a picture of me in there dressed up like Kim Possible in the background of that. Like just literally, I don't know if you can see it, but there's artwork where I'm like, I did like one of those um, John Wick training. Like you did all the action things. Like they, yes. Like, yeah. So they had like, I'm literally in Kim Possible. I like dress up as Kim Possible for it. Just to- <laughs> Wait, but can we please, Jax, can we please do some sort of a Kim Possible like collab? Okay, come over, please. I'm okay. here. I'm ready. <laughs> okay, cool. I'm ready when you are. Like, I, that all right, be we're so doing sick. it. Next time I'm in LA, we'll do this collab. Well, I'm going to be supporting you. I adore you, Jax, and and you let's too. definitely stay connected. I'm so excited Thank I got you. to meet you. You're, you've been an icon in my childhood, and that is very, very oh, cool. And we definitely need to make a video together. I'm so down for it. That's so fun. Okay, great. I will I will Call stay in me touch. Kim, if you want to reach me, Kim Fassett Bull. Exactly. Exactly. Can I be the mole rat? <laughs> yeah, we could be whatever you want to be. I promise. <laughs> Finally, awesome. now I have accomplished my goal. <laughs> exactly. You, 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 yeah, you haven't lived until you've uh, no. either cosplayed Rufus or what? Rufus, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, well, that was awesome, and you are fucking rad. And keep you oh, posted. thank you, girl. Vulnerable is hosted by me, Christy Carlson Romano, produced by Elizabeth Joy Windham and executive produced by Brendan Rooney. Our sound engineer and editor is Elizabeth Joy Windham, and our video editor is Eduardo Gamba. Follow Vulnerable wherever you listen to podcasts so you can join me every week for a vulnerable conversation. And be sure to follow Vulnerable on Instagram and TikTok at The Vulnerable Podcast. And make sure to tune in to my YouTube to watch the video version. 